there's a lot of pictures being taken by the trophies that were sitting there and you know i had some some people come up to me and were like do you want to take your picture with this trophy and i was like well i'm gonna wait because i'm gonna i'm gonna get it later and so that was my mindset Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the USGA Golf Journal podcast. Alongside my co-host, Mike Trosel, I'm Dave Giancola. Today, it's another great one for you as we're joined by Kim Moore, head coach of the Western Michigan University women's golf team and champion of the inaugural U.S. Adaptive Open, which she won by eight strokes at Pinehurst Number 6 this past July. Sure, the championship crowned two worthy champions in Kim Moore and Simon Lee, who will be enshrined in our Hall of Champions alongside the likes of 20. 2022 USGA champions Matthew Fitzpatrick, Podrick Harrington, and Minji Lee. But this event was far more than just trophies and medals. It was an inspiration to all. Let's get right to it. Here's Kim Moore. And just like that, the champion of the inaugural U.S. Adaptive Open, Kim Moore, joins the show. Coach, how are you? Thanks for joining us today. Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, Coach, really appreciate you joining us. And for those who aren't aware, the U.S. Adaptive Open is the USGA's newest national championship for golfers with disabilities. And the inaugural edition was played this past July down at Pinehurst. Now, Kim, when you first heard the announcement of the U.S. Adaptive Open, what was your reaction? Well, honestly, I didn't quite know. I didn't know what to expect. I really didn't sign up right away. Um, I was just kind of wondering what it was going to be all about, but um, I got a few requests to sign up. And so uh, I was able to get my application in by the deadline and um, able to, you know, be accepted. And I'm sure glad I did because it was a, a, one of the, one of the best uh, golf tournaments, one of the best experiences I've had. So um, it's, it, it was a great event. Well, take us through that experience you had down at Pinehurst from, from you arriving to going through, I think for, you know, for a lot of the golf fans listening, they may not be too familiar with, um, you know, with what that would take, but as a, as a competitor, as someone who's, you know, trying to win a national championship and, and someone who's, you know, getting to compete in this inaugural edition, what was that like uh, going down to Pinehurst and being a part of this? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, just having it at Pinehurst was a great, uh, great venue um, with the with all the history behind the the golf course and um, I mean I know it wasn't number two but Pinehurst number six is a great track very challenging um, it was my actually my first time being down there and so um, I was just really excited to be down there and seeing the golf course and and playing on on a golf course like that but um, you know getting down there and seeing you know, all the setup and the media exposure and the, the volunteers and the help. Um, I mean, it was, it was definitely a USGA event, uh, through and through. I mean, any, any USGA event that anybody's ever seen, uh, it was, it was handled just like that, um, with, you know, the prestige behind the events and, uh, being the first one, not everybody really knew what to expect. So, um, it was just really, really cool to see how they treated all the participants and, um, with the volunteers and, and all of the, the, the statue behind, behind this event was, uh, was definitely cool to see. And, um, I know it'll continue to get better and better, but, you know, as a competitor, I just wanted to, to come out there and, and do my best. I mean, I'm always wanting to, to win and, and, 
you know, I, I, anytime I play is, is that's kind of the goal. And, um, I knew going in, I had a pretty good opportunity to do that. Um, there was, there were some players I didn't know, uh, but there were some players I did know. And so I felt pretty confident. Um, but I just, you know, you got to go out there and play just like any, any tournament, any, any round. So anything can happen. So, um, you know, but I, I did expect to do well and I'm glad I, I finished the way I did. Yeah, you shot 76, 80, 76 in the 54-hole event to earn an eight-stroke victory. So cruise to victory there on the final day kind of beat me to it. Coming together with the adaptive golf community, what was it like to see some of your fellow competitors that you were familiar with, some of those that you weren't familiar with, and what it meant for the community to all come together for a national championship? Yeah, it's I've played in a number of adaptive tournaments and amputee championships and and things like that. And so it's always a, a big family coming into those events and knowing, you know, a lot of the players that uh, I saw on the list were going to be there. So, you know, I was, I was very comfortable going in uh, because, you know, they're like my friends and um, kind of, that's what the amputee and adaptive golf community is all about. Um, you know, there's so many different levels of play, uh, different types of adaptive uh, abilities. And so, it's, it's always just a, a fun event. Uh, the camaraderie built between the competitors and, and, uh, everybody out there is, you know, what we all kind of look forward to, but, you know, not knowing, uh, some players that, you know, that's also fun as well. Cause I know that, you know, that they haven't played in as many as I have. And so it's, it's great to kind of welcome them into the community of adaptive golf and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always great to add more players and to see the growth of the game, um, in a tournament, like, like the USGA put on, um, I think it's only going to help to continue that growth. And, you know, I'm just excited to see the new players for next year. You know, I think, I think we'll get new players again and, and just seeing, you know, how everybody reacted and responded to this event. Um, it's, it's only going to continue to grow. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, the second U.S. Adaptive Open will return to Pinehurst number six in the summer of 2023. And and Kim, given it was obviously the first Adaptive Open for the USGA and, and USGA setup, how did you go into preparing your game for a little bit of the unknown down at Pinehurst number six? Um, I did. I, I practiced. I, I did a lot of practice prior. Um you know, I'm not competing as much as I used to. So, um, you know, I just knew I had to get in some reps and get in some practice and get in some time, just like I would kind of any national championship or any tournament that I would really get, uh, or, or looking forward to playing. So, um, you know, I just had to prepare that way, but not knowing the golf course, I mean, that's always, that's always a challenge, but you know, you get out there and you get to play a couple practice rounds and, and you kind of make your notes from there. But, um, just like any tournament, just preparing at home and, um, getting some reps in practicing and, um, kind of just, just preparing and preparing mentally. Kim, you had a lot of support from you know, your, your family at, at Western Michigan that your, your golf team, but also had your dad there uh, on your bag caddying for you that week. What was it like to share that experience with him at Pinehurst. Yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, we, we both really didn't know what to expect going in. Um, so we, we, re- we really didn't know what was going to be there when we got there. Um, but you know, he's, he's been 
and seen a few adaptive tournaments and amputee championships and same with my mom. And so they kind of knew a little bit of what to expect, at least from the players, but um, we didn't know, you know, the scope of the event and, and how big it was going to be. So, you know, him getting to wear the bib and my name on the back and um, all of those things was just a really special treat for him. And, um, you know, definitely something he'll never forget. And, and it was just a really cool moment at the end on that 18th green. Yeah. And speaking of that 18th green, 54 holes, you ended uh, on that Wednesday, you, know, you end up the champion. What is it like to join the likes of Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Annika Sorenstam, the greats of the game? as a USGA champion. And, and has that set in yet? Yeah. I mean, it, it was you know, going into that, uh, into that event. Uh, there was a, we had a, like a player's dinner uh, the, the night before and the USGA was talking about, you know, how this event was going to be right up there with all the USGA championships of that year and how the, the winner's name would be in the hall of champions right next to, you know, all those greats you just mentioned. And, you know, just me hearing that I was really excited and, um, you know, they were, there was a lot of pictures being taken by the trophies that were sitting there. And, you know, I had some, some people come up to me and were like, do you want to take your picture with this trophy? And I was like, well, I'm going to wait because I'm going to, I'm going to get it later. And so that was my mindset. But, um, you know, just hearing that really, added a little extra motivation to me because I think that is such an honor and um, just gives me goosebumps just thinking about it right now. And I just about a week ago received a, um, a poster from the USGA uh, that just said the 2022 USGA champions and had pictures of all the champions from the year. And uh, it was just really cool to see my, see my face on that poster, um, you know, with all the, with all the champions and, um, you know, it's just going to be there forever and I'll have my name on the trophy first. And, um, it's just a really big honor and something that, you know, is I'm kind of lost for words, but, um, just very humbled and excited and honored to be a part of that legacy. Well, your name is etched in history, as you mentioned on the trophy, you get to see it engraved uh, right afterwards, which I'm sure was really cool. And, now will be in the, the USGA's Hall of Champions, the oldest golf museum uh, in the United States. And, and Kim, we mentioned this championship. It's really special to, to be a part of the inaugural and obviously to win it takes it to another level. What impact do you think this championship will have on adaptive golf as we get into year two? Oh, I think it's it's already kind of felt an impact on some of the events that have happened after uh, participation levels and just um, states adding like Indiana, they, they added an adaptive tournament to their list. Um, so just seeing the growth from different states and the type of tournaments that they're going to host now um, because of, you know, seeing the USGA and, and what they did, but um um, I, I definitely think it's only going to continue to grow awareness. Um, hopefully it brings those people that are sitting on the couch, just kind of wondering what they can do. You know, this happened to me, what can I do? And they see, you know, highlights or players like myself out there, um, you know, enjoying the game and, and doing their best and actually competing at a pretty high level. And 
hopefully that encourages them to to get going and get started. And, you know, golf is one of those games that's so adaptable and anybody can play and you can play for a long time. And, uh, you know, you may not be at the level to where you're, you're winning championships, but, you know, the sport's a, a, a game that you can have fun, enjoy, get outside, be with friends, be with family. And, and that's what it's all about. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see the growth based on, you know, just the involvement of the USGA uh, with adaptive golf. I think it's only going to grow. Yeah. You talk about awareness around adaptive golf and the adaptive golf community, you know, that championship week on the heels of Cam Smith's victory out at St. Andrews, the golf world turned the page to the adaptive open quickly. That Monday, Twitter was on fire about this championship and sure. Yes. It's the birdies and the bogeys, but the inspirational stories from the athletes in all of the impairment categories, eight impairment categories, players from 29 states and 11 countries. What was it like to see that buzz around the golf world, around the adaptive golf community and all the storytelling and all the people saying, you need to check this out? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I actually still have the tweet that Tiger Woods sent out. Um, <laughs> I, I, I saved it. So, uh, it's, it's just pretty cool to, to, you know, hear those, those greats, you know, saying, Hey, tune in, watch this, how inspirational he had Michelle Wee and, um, yeah, a number of different, uh, names out there in the golf world, uh, that, that were tweeting or sending messages and, um, you know, Fred couples and there was just so many, but it was really cool to see. And, um, I mean, I, that's how this, that's how the game of golf grows. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, going into next year, it'll be bigger and better, which I have no doubt it will. Yeah, it was tremendous to see the coverage across media, Golf Channel, with a lot of storytelling. You joined the news programs after your victory and after you were able to hoist the trophy. Billboards around Western Michigan <laughs> with, with your face and name on them announcing you as a USGA champion. You met Jack Nicholas after winning. What was it like just kind of being a champion those first two days? How did it all soak in? Um, I mean, it, it, it was just definitely different. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was driving, we, we drove to Pinehurst. So driving back, I had a bunch of emails and people calling me to set up interviews or just, uh, phone call conversations and, um, zoom conversations for the next week. And so, you know, that was, that was definitely different. I'm glad I wasn't driving. I was just sitting in the back seat, <laughs> but, um, yeah, as I got home and the, um, the love I felt from, you know, my community and, um, you know, my team and just, just a lot of different people. And, um, you know, I, I, I felt, uh, good representing, you know, the school I was at and, uh, it was pretty cool seeing your name and your face on a, on a billboard, a couple billboards, there were two actually. And, um, it just, just definitely different. I wasn't expecting that, but, um, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to see. And, and Cam, just an incredible, uh, you know, inspirational week and, you know, the, the adaptive open, I think is just continuing to build momentum here as we get into year two. And for those people who aren't familiar with your story, can you tell us a bit about your journey in sports, in golf? Yeah. So I was, I was born without a right foot, uh, severe club left foot, uh, and uh, slight case of spina bifida. 
And so you know, growing up, I was, you know, my parents were told I would probably never walk and uh, growing up, you know, walking on my stump, first of all. And then, you know, they, they were probably, my parents were like, we got to get this kid some sort of prosthetic. Um, so growing up with that and, um, you know, it was, it was definitely a normal childhood for me. I have an older brother and older sister that, you know, never treated me any differently. And same with parents that never treated me any differently and always told me I can do or try anything that I wanted to. And, um, you know, and sports was always a big thing in our family. And, um, I'm a very sports per oriented person. I enjoy watching and, and participating in any sport that I can. And growing up, you know, golf was definitely not at the forefront for us. Uh, I was a basketball player and, uh, grew up playing basketball and grew up trying all the different sports, you know, soccer and, softball and volleyball. And, um, I, I really didn't start playing golf till I was a freshman in high school going into my freshman years. When I, when I picked up the game, um, you know, I wanted to play something in, in high school and wanted to be competitive. And so, you know, golf was a game where I thought I could, I, I could do something with. So, um, just kind of went from there, but, um, <clears throat> played, played college golf, was able to get a scholarship to play at the university of Indianapolis, uh, and played all four years there. And, um, actually was going to, to school to be a doctor. That was my goal going into college was to go to med school and, and become a doctor and, uh, go from there. But as I started playing golf and getting better, I didn't want to stop. It was very addicting and, um, wanted to continue to play after my senior year. And so I played professionally for a few years. I was the only amputee out on the futures tour when I was playing and, um, out there playing and, and getting, um, exposure and, um, great experience playing professionally, uh, challenging, but great experience. And, um, you know, I got into, I, I got my feet wet and in, into coaching right out of college as an assistant and was kind of helping as I was playing. So, you know, that kind of gave me the coaching bug and, um, you know, I always wanted to get back into coaching. And so, you know, I, I got my PGA class, a certification to teach and, and to teach the game and, um, but always wanted to get back into coaching. So now I was able to get a coaching uh, position at uh, St. Mary's college in South Bend, Indiana. And, um, did well there. And, and now I'm the, the women's head coach at Western Michigan. Um, been here for, this is going into my, uh, second full season. So. And, and Kim, you've had the Kim Moore Spirit Award awarded in your namesake for quite some time now. Uh, it's awarded to golfers across all divisions uh, of college golf, Division One, Two, Three, and the NAIA. What does it mean to have that medal in your namesake? And what have you seen from those athletes that have won that medal year after year? Yeah, I mean, that that to me, that, that award, that honor is probably the biggest in my golfing career. I, I, I treat it as such. It's it's something that I'm the most proud of. Um, you know, it's it's something that, you know, cements a legacy for me and um, is, is just really cool to see every year when uh, the winners are announced. And, um, you know, I always reach out to the winners. Um, and just to hear their response and how excited they are to hear from me. Um, you know, I, I don't get to see every single one of them, but, uh, I have along my path of coaching and along my path of golf have, have met a few of those recipients and those winners. And, um, you know, they're always super appreciative and, and just 
really honored to meet with me and um it's just really cool to see because i i mean i feel like i'm just a normal person so whenever they come up to me it's it's just pretty pretty cool to to see and i'm glad it's a, an honor to them as well um but yeah no it's 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 something i'm very proud of and uh, I'm, I'm you know it's 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 an honor well, and I think it's an honor for, for them to, to win that award, something that, you know, I'm sure that they're extremely proud of and, uh, you know, something that they'll carry with them if they continue on careers in golf or, or do something else to to have that spirit award uh, and be associated with uh, with something like that with your name on it is, is very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, let's talk about the season. How's the season going for Western Michigan? You said your second full season there. Uh, looking at the standings, a bunch of top five finishes, but can you, uh, can you fill us in how the, how the fall semester is going? Yeah, it's, it's been going really good. Honestly, uh, we have, I kind of had a new, new team pretty much. We have, we lost four and we gained four going into this season. And so, you know, you can always, you can always see scores on paper, but to actually see them and, and get a, a true expectation of what your team's going to be like is, is always, uh, you know, something that you you're, you're looking forward to going into the fall season. But, um, you know, I've been, I've been very, very happy with how we've progressed. Um, you know, we've, we've had a number of top five finishes. We've had uh, a couple third place finishes, a second place finish. Uh, we've had some individuals, um, towards the top in the top five, um, an individual tie for first at one of our events. Uh, we have one more tournament left this fall, um, coming up this, uh, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, and so we're excited to, to finish strong. Um, hopefully the weather holds out for us, but, uh, it, uh, it looks like it could be a little chilly that, that week, but, um, you know, we, we've, we're looking forward to finishing strong, but, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've been super excited with how we've done. I mean, we've, we've shot scores that, um, you know, we, one of our, one of our rounds was uh, second in school history so far this year. So, um, you know, we've, we've started off strong. Hopefully we can continue that momentum going into the spring uh, when we have our conference championships and um, have some good events planned, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this group and uh, they're a good group of girls. Uh, They're, they're hardworking, they're dedicated and they want to continue to get better. And, you know, that's what I'm, that's all I ask for. And as a coach is, you know, continued improvement and, and that passion and desire to get better every, every week, every day, you know, every year. So, um, you know, that's my goal. I, just like when I play, I want to do well. And as a coach, I want to do well. And so, um, I want to continue to compete and get better and get better in our Mac conference. And, um, I, I have a good feeling and I think we'll, we'll do really well and, and compete really well this season. Yeah, you talk about wanting to do well as a coach. Uh, and that's, that can be, you know, in golf, it can be a very individual game, right? You know, you're out on the course, you battling the course conditions, you know, as, as a leader of your team, you know, what, what do you bring to the table as a coach? What, what are some of the things that you try to work with the team on? What does your day to day look like as a coach for those who may not know what the college golf coach, uh, you know, and what their responsibilities are? Uh, yeah. Season? I mean, I, I, I feel like I bring experience. Um, you know, I've, I've done well, I've done well when I played in college, I've done well outside of college. So I feel like I, I bring a good wealth of experience on the course. 
Um, you know, these, these players that we have, they're, they're pretty good golfers in their own right. And so, um, you know, going into seasons, I'm, I'm looking to sharpen up short games and, um, work on course management skills. Um, I say a lot of my coaching actually happens off, off the tournament course, you know, in practice, you know, when we're playing in tournaments, um, you know, I, I'm more of a motivator. I'm more of a, a mental guru. I'm more of a course management coach. I'm, um, I might be a food and beverage operator. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of what happens when you're on the golf course with your team during the tournament, you know, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but, um, you know, a lot of the coaching happens outside of that and in, in practice, but, um, you know, the, it's all about having players that are coachable and, and this group is really coachable. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's why they're as successful as they are so far, but, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just great to share my experiences and, and, um, you know, my, my passion to these players and, um, you know, them willing to learn. And, um, but, you know, there's also challenges and there's also, um, good days and bad days. And, um, you know, it's just ups and ebbs and flows of, of a season, but, um, yeah, I mean, my coaching, coaching really happens more for me during practice than, than during tournaments. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 I always say I'm living the dream. That's what I always say. Well, Kim, we wish you the best of luck as you wrap up the fall season with your team at the Chippewa Invite in Birmingham, Michigan. And again, thank you for joining us. What the U.S. Adaptive Open did for not only the adaptive community, but for us at the USGA, we have colleagues that have been with the organization for decades. And and they continue to say that that week down at Piners Number 6 this past July was probably the greatest week they've been a part of uh, in their time at the USGA. So thank you for all you're doing for your community um, and, and for, for the USGA, it's truly inspirational. And, and hopefully in between all this coaching, you find some time to prep to uh, defend your title next summer. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And, and again, I, I just am so appreciative of the USGA and, and their, you know, their, their willingness to, to step up and, and bring awareness to the amputee and adaptive golf community. And, um, you know, I definitely, I think I'm just so excited to see how this tournament will progress, uh, every year. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's such a privilege to be a part of, and, um, uh, thank you guys for your time. And I appreciate that as well. Thank you, Kim. And thank you, everyone out there for listening. We can't thank Kim enough for taking the time to join us. And don't forget, as we mentioned, the second U.S. Adaptive Open Championship will return to Pinehurst Number 6, July 17th through the 19th, 2023. So keep it locked to USGA.org for all of the coverage leading up to the championship. And if you can, make the trip to the cradle of American (laughs) golf to watch these incredible athletes vie for a national championship in person. It's truly inspiring. So we hope to see you down there as Coach Moore looks to make it too straight. So for our guest, Kim Moore, and my co-host, Mike Trosel, I'm Dave Giancola, and we'll talk to you next time.